Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Oh, you know what time it is. It's time once again for your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. As you can see, we are all hot and ready, just like a Little Caesars pizza. But the only difference between us and that pizza is we will not give you the bubble guts. Uh-uh. We will not do that. I don't know where the hell that came from, fellas, as a part of the whole incoherent rambling, all right? I'm going to stop that and introduce two of the best co-hosts in the world, Introducing first, the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? Scotty D, stop stealing my stuff. I'm going to say this one last time. We are here, the three of us all together. And after a full week of preseason football, you know we're coming through with it. Just want to let everybody know. When he said hot and ready, I was thinking of um, donuts because I'm, I'm fat. But um, either way, one of the, the hot and ready sign is on because your boy, the almighty, a.k.a. before the show, the limitless be live is here. But then, I mean, you know, you got to go ahead and introduce the other guy and whatever he, he likes to do at the beginning of the show. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Talk to him. All right. And the other guy, fresh off his TV appearance, looking intense with the rest of the Donnelly family. He is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. The one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. It's Sam. Let the boys be boys. We are excited to be back together. Be live last week. We passed each other in the doorway. So welcome back to my podcast. It's good to have you back here no, no, on no, no, Scott Donnelly and the Sports no, no, no. Podcast this week. Why do we continue you back to do for this our every... slam ball updates? Oh my God. Why do we do this every time? Like who who why do we keep giving him a avenue to talk? This is not not nor never. We let you Slam. have one. Du, we let du, you have du, one episode du, by yourself. Let the boys when be we, boys. Slam. This was back in du, this du, was back in 2019 when we went to the West Coast and let him have the form by himself one time, and now he wants to put his name up first one time. I guarantee you, our ratings dropped that week when it was just you oh, and no. you alone. So this does not do <laughs> Scott Donnelly nothing. And the Sports Bros podcast. It is the three of us all together. In are sync. you going to give me a? Are you going to give me a slam ball update? Or are you going to make me beg? I did. We won't have an update until 2023. I just oh, was introducing okay. the fact that we're going to have slam ball back, and it's going to be exciting, great, grand, and wonderful. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Let the boys be boys. Slam. All right, but in the meantime, I guess I have to get by on preseason football, Eddie Cool, huh? Yep, preseason football. With that being said, let's go ahead and hop. I just hopped right into it. 
the top of the order. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. Fellas, we had a game, Hall of Fame game. And then like the last few days, we've had some official football games as well, too. They're preseason games, but they're still football yes. games. You know, yes. we kinda, yeah, but and we kind of, you know, the starters don't start. We kind of get to see what's going on and everything. Or somebody might play a series for like a minute and 25 seconds. So um, with that being said, um, at the first full week, because uh, what did what did you see? Anything interesting of, of the preseason so far or anything that caught your attention? Um, Scotty D, what did you see? Which Cowboys? What did you see? Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and defer to B-Live to make the joke at my expense. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Seventeen, 17 penalties. Yeah, seventeen. That has got to be undisciplined. But you know what? That's not my topic, Scotty D. I'm just I put that out there, but I want you to talk about it because I didn't. It, it was it was a talking point on one of the on one of the figureheads of these letter networks that we watch all the time. But I was like, I went and looked. And I was like. Jeez, the Cowboys, we them boys. Like, y'all have no wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, what do y'all have? Like, yeah, give, give me, give me something, Scotty. Give me something that makes me want to believe in the Cowboys this year. And don't say it's because of the other three teams in the division, because. The Eagles are going to easily bypass y'all if y'all are looking the uh, way y'all look right now. I, I said what I said. Uh, I just read an article a little bit ago say that uh, Cowboy fans are forward to be depleted, and Jerry Jones is not going out to find anybody else because he's counting on Dak Prescott to elevate the ones who are on the team. Well, if you had better guys last year and you couldn't elevate them, <laughs> what, what elevating are we doing now? So my, my hopes are slim. I'm not expecting to once again be the top scoring offense in the NFL. But you'd think if you lead the league in penalties one year, your point of emphasis right off the bat is let's work on this. Let's not get penalties. And you, you come right out of the gate. It's only preseason, but 17 of them. That's, that's a, that's a big number. And if you're an official, don't you get tired of picking it up? When you say like, well, um. That guy blatantly just held, but my back's hurting from bending over and picking up my hanky. So I'm just going to not throw a penalty flag on this one. It's it's too early in the season. I'm not a, I'm not in shape yet either. So I mean, you, you know, some some of those guys that are getting flagged, they're not going to be even on the team. But the point is, the head coach is in in a year that he's going to be under a microscope because he's got not only Dan Quinn but Sean Payton looking over his shoulder, breathing down his neck for his job. You got to You got. You have to work on that that discipline right off right off the bat. And yeah, I I I, I just oh preseason is so hard to watch <laughs> all the way across the board. It's it's, it's hard to watch. I wasn't gonna mention them. I, I mean, I knew B Live was gonna be chomping a bit to throw that seventeen at me, and, and and he didn't disappoint. He didn't let me down. Um, one of the things that actually caught my eye, maybe because it's local to me here in the Pittsburgh area, is that the Steelers have like a three horse race for their quarterback spot right now. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky was brought in to kind of be the bridge till Kenny Pickett was ready. And Kenny Pickett went out and had a very, very solid opening 
opening game performance the other night, uh, people were already saying, oh, wow, we're good now. Everything's good. I mean, come on. Let's let's not put the cart before the horse here and, and go right to the playoffs and Super Bowl with Kenny Pickett. But he did have a good showing in his first time out, and so did uh, Mason Rudolph from local reports are saying he's the one that's looked the best in camp of anybody. Now he's probably going to be the odd man out. If they, if they decide to only keep two quarterbacks, good chance he, he could get traded or released and immediately picked up by someone else. Because as you see around the league, there's not a lot of stellar quarterback play beyond the starters who didn't play this week. I mean, there's a lot of bad football going on this week. So if you're half decent quarterback, like, like Rudolph, you know, you're going to get an opportunity probably with somewhere. Maybe maybe they'll release Mitchell Trubisky. We know Pickett's not getting released, and it's highly doubtful that they'll carry three, all three of those guys. So one, somebody's going to be on on their way out the door. Uh, but that that's interesting to follow because if Kenny Pickett continues to impress, he might be starting by opening day. He he may end up going out and winning the job, which would be cool. You know, I think the fans here would love that having a a pit guy slide right into that role of starting Steeler quarterback, but um. That that was that was one of the more interesting things I saw from the first week, and, and I'm not. I again, I you guys know my opinion on preseason football. I have a hard hard time watching it. It's it's awful. It's sloppy. I mean, heck, week one of the NFL is terrible every year. That's the regular starters playing. So this is guys that have been practicing together for ten days. They they don't care about the team. They're just trying to make the team. They're trying to get on. You know, trying to win a roster spot. It's it's rough footing. Be live. How about you? Did you see anything that that struck your interest this past weekend? It, um, see, it's one of those things where I we got a yin and yang situation when it comes to the podcast here. Scott normally is the money man is usually doom and gloom when it comes to anything. I don't understand why he just there was a lot of exciting things to watch during preseason. If you don't have the expectation of seeing great football, we, I know we're chomping at the bit just to see any bit of football. But you know, you know it's not going to be good. But you gotta, you gotta find those gems. You gotta find the diamond in the rough. And that's what I like to do. I like to bring optimism to a normally just. Eh, we know a lot of starters ain't going to play, but there's some that did. You can see there's um some franchises that have made decisions to go in a different direction. One that I one that really jumped out to me. We got to see. Um, a current um, quarterback that is most likely going to be the franchise quarterback go against the, I don't know, future franchise quarterback, maybe, sort of, I don't know, when you saw the Green Bay Packers face the San Francisco 49ers. You got to see Trey Lance finally, and you also got to see, what what what, what his name, Jordan Love? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I heard, I've spoken to a couple of Green Bay fans. They're like, what the hell is going on? But I will say this, Trey Lance, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon just yet. No. I'm not just, but hey, just yet, but we, we've talked about this before, where he was a dark horse MVP candidate. They, they talk about he's the next big thing, and we just haven't seen it yet. You throw a 76-yard touchdown pass, uh, you might, might talk a little bit about it. And he dropped a dime. That was it wasn't it wasn't because of second string or third string defenses. This was the majority of the starters 
on the Green Bay side, and he dropped a dime and dropped um, to rookie Danny Gray, and hey, 76 yards later, touchdown. That's what you want to see. So Trey Lash might just be that dude. And so they did a lot. there's been a lot of talk about, is he the heir apparent? Why are we getting rid of Jimmy G? Jimmy G's been successful. They beat the they, the 49ers beat the Rams X amount of time. Jimmy G to him. Jimmy G has won this, won that. There's a reason why they're leaning toward Trey Lance, and we might just have already saw it. So I'm curious to see if the, the if the hype is true. We'll we'll um we'll check into a couple of our resident 49ers fans, Big Kenny out there. My boy Gravity, Marcus Anderson. We'll check in on them to see what how, how much hype they have behind Trey Lance. Jordan Love, on the other hand, <laughs> the Packers fans are not happy at all. And I'm going to throw in another caveat real quick because you know I'm a diehard um, Carolina Panthers fan. And so I got to see four quarterbacks competing for the starting job. Really, there's only two competing for the starting job. And it's really only one at this point in time. There's already been rumors that the Panthers are shopping um, Sam Darnold, which is not going to happen. He's going to end up still being on the team. You don't cut somebody and still owe him eighteen million. And then um, Matt, um, okay, Matt, okay, Corral, um, their third round draft pick. But they gave a majority of the reps to PJ Walker, and everybody knows that he's going to be the odd man out. Why did he get most of the reps? Maybe they're giving him an audition piece to see if he gets picked up on another team. He had flashes of, um, he was decent, but he's clearly a backup quarterback. So hopefully he, he ends up landing on another team. So PJ Walker, I wish you the best. It's the, it, the way the cookie is crumbling right now. He most likely will not be a Panther after the end of the preseason. But it was nice to see. And the second game, you're going to see a little bit more reps from the other three quarterbacks. And so I'm not going to get my hopes up because Panthers, um, they, their defense looks like they could do some things, but I'm not going to get my hopes up because it's, it's my Panthers. I'm going to cheer them on but not get my hopes up. Don't do it, be live. Don't do it. Rocky MVP. Rocky MVP. What, what? Why? Why are we still doing that? Why are we still? Why are we? Uh, is he not? He's not on the team. Nope, he's not there. Remember, he came home last year, and, and he he was home, and with the the video in the tunnel, and yeah, well, I'm just asking. I don't know where he's at. When he's sitting at home, yeah, uh, okay, without, without a job. I mean, what what it it, it is what it is at this point. Panthers didn't you, do him right. And now you think just, he's got one of them big hats on sitting at home? Eddie Cool Amtrak the thing, but cuss him out. All right. I think we're, we're at we're at a point where we should fire him like Zalatoris did with his caddy. Wow. Went in the PGA. So I mean, I think it'd be an improvement to our podcast. We just straight up fired Scott Donald. I said what I said. I said what I said. Our our podcast would not be the same. Oh, it would not be the same. All right, so here we go. I've um 
had a chance to watch the Cleveland Browns play the Jaguars. Deshaun Watson looked a little rusty, but, you know, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, the standout of the game is um, rookie running back Jerome Ford, uh, the product of Cincinnati. Um he had a pretty good game, 10 carries for 57 yards and a long touchdown, plus he had four catches for 45 yards and another score. Um, I look at it like this. Up in Cleveland, earlier early in the week, Kareem Hunt requested a trade, and there was you know either extend me or trade me. Now, the Cleveland Browns, they have a very deep running back room. It's Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Demetri Felton, Dearness Johnson, and Jerome Ford. That's a very, very, very deep and very talented um, running back room. So if some of the guys under Nick Chubb show out, then that might make trading Kareem Hunt, you know, a little bit more feasible because Jerome Ford, he looked, he looked good. He looked real good. He was running the ball up the middle, bouncing off tackles, making people miss. Like, I guess with that trade, it really put people on notice. And out of all the running backs that I saw that night, it had to be Jerome Ford doing his thing. Had to be Jerome doing his thing, really. All right, fellas. And the next question is, what first-year head coach are you most interested in? How, like, what do you do successful-wise? And what situation is the most intriguing? Um, mine, easily. I, I've spoken um, plenty about this um, during the offseason. It has to be the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniel. It just – it. He literally has all the pieces to succeed. This is – people keep sleeping on the, um, on the Raiders. They still haven't picked as fourth in the division. And I'm just like, I. I some people going to be – if I had enough capital, if I had some capital, if I had some money I could bet, like some people do, I would bet money that the Raiders – win the entire division. They have them fourth. I'm just, I think some teams are not going to be ready for how dynamic the Raiders are going to be. And Josh McDaniels, he's a proven coach. He's proven. And not just, I think that with his stability, Derek Carr has been underrated his entire career. Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver in the league. And another underrated dude, you know my boy, representing Sockacy High School by way of the Grand Strand, the 843 Low Country, Atlantic Coast side of South Carolina, Hunter Renfro. Oh, all he does is continue to improve. I'm waiting. Darren, come on, man. They're going to score and score a lot. Their only weakness may be slightly on the defensive side, and that's outside of their front four on the defensive on the defensive line. Like their defensive line is dynamic. I'm I'm waiting to see it. Josh McDaniels, he has the tools. He has a team that I could easily see do a lot of damage. So I'm gonna be watching them very, very closely this season. What say you, Mr. Money Man? about to be fired from the Sports Bros podcast. I'm <laughs> um, Scotty D. You know, Josh McDaniels is getting a do-over because it was didn't end well in Denver. And then he took the Colts job and gave it right back before he ever even got to town. 
And this is his chance to shine, sort of step out of the Belichick shadow. And he did help Brady's development, you know, it, it, to, to some measure. He was he was guiding him along the way. Car. So I, I agree with you. I think the Raiders are going to be uh, very formidable this year. And that's going to be interesting to see if, if he can do that. But I'm also looking towards Doug Peterson getting a, a do-over in Jacksonville. Okay. Because it he, he kind of went out of Philly with the whimper. I mean, he's on top of the world at one point. He caught lightning in the bottle with uh, Nick Foles winning the, winning the Super Bowl with without the guy who was, you know, his MVP, nearly MVP quarterback, who now being apart from Peterson has kind of fallen apart. So he's Carson Wentz is a bit of a reclamation in Washington this year. He, he's trying to get his career back on track. But Peterson's getting another opportunity. And we'll see if he really did catch lightning in the bottle with Philly or if he has the touch here, because now um, we're looking to see if he can develop another quarterback. There was no stability at the head coaching position for him last year. The Urban Meyer experiment was a complete disaster. It was awful. And I think we all questioned that hire to get it from the get-go last year. Not, none of us liked that hire. We all thought it was going to be bad. We didn't know it was going to be a, an absolute dumpster fire to the point of I, I, yes, him not yes, even I getting did. to the season. So yes, make some strides. I, I mean, they've you did what? Uh, oh, I absolutely. But I saw that dumpster fire from Jump Street. There was no. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for him to get fired. Huh? Yeah, but the guy didn't make it through the first season. I mean, he didn't make it through one season. I mean, it, I, none of us thought it was going to be good, but you usually you at least get a season in before you get shown to the door. And he, he, I don't even think he got through the whole season. How do you not travel but, with your team? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm pretty sure that Doug Peterson will do that. I, I'm assuming he will get through this season, but it's it's you know, Jacksonville has accumulated a lot of high picks the last couple of years in three games total in the last two years. You know, you, you gotta you gotta see some growth from your young quarterback this year and 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 the the team in general. So that that one's interesting to me too. I mean, they're they're, they're all kind of there's there's several that that you know. Or more interesting than others, but that those two are the ones that stand out to me. How about you, Eddie? Cool. What do you what are you looking at? I want to see uh, what the situation in Denver is going to be um, with first year coach uh, Nathaniel Hackett. I want to see how that's going to turn out with um, with them acquiring Russell Wilson doing the offseason in the trade, um, and then you know them returning wide receivers other than Tim Patrick going down for the season with a torn ACL. I just I, Denver seems to be a very interesting situation because this is uh, Hackett's first job as a head coach. And um, in a highly competitive division, because they got to, they have to deal with Vegas, they have to deal with the Chargers, and you know they have to deal with um, Kansas City. You can't forget about them. You know who's to, who. They've also taken hits at the wide receiver core too. So it'll be interesting to see what um, what they do, what the Broncos do, because they'll be a very interesting watch this season. You know, can Russell get it done in the mile high and say Broncos country, let's ride, or will he just? get choked off the thin air and peter out and fall apart but um that's a very interesting situation i want to see um i want to see and also uh i want to see the chemistry between Devontae adams and Derek carr in vegas i want to see them light it up light it up but like b-life says um they were picked last the defense in their division but they're gonna make some noise they're, they're gonna fight for a wild card spot definitely i won't be surprised if the chiefs um the chargers and the Broncos 
um, represent the AFC West in the wild card. It's it's possible. It's possible. It's, it's yeah, very, I, let me yeah. ask you guys this: out, out of the three that we picked, who who do you think is under the more pressure this year? Who, who do you? I mean, a lot of times, first year head coaches, you get a little leeway because you don't expect much from the get go. Which what do those three? Or do you feel our most pressure? Eddie, I'll ask you that first. To at least show something. I mean, you got you got to do something good, right? I mean I, I think for <laughs> I, I think for Hackett. You think I, Hackett? Well, yeah, I, I think he has, I, the, I, yeah, I think he has the, the most proven he has the most proven commodity at quarterback. Yeah, I, I think Hackett, followed by Peterson. Followed by um, who's the other guy we just mentioned? Hackett, Peterson, and um, McDaniel's, Josh and, McDaniel's, so, and, and McDaniel's. Yeah, I, I, go ahead, be live. I still, I still think that out of, out of the three, the person that has the most experience is um, is Peterson. I would say Josh McDaniel. He's been an offensive coordinator. He's been a head coach of um, a couple of stints. But I think just with the dynamic of what the um, Raiders have already been dealing with, the, the thing Hackett has, the, he has, he has the least amount of pressure on him just because of his experience standpoint. But on the other side, what do you do with his first-time experience? Do you, is this a building on point for him? Or is this a man? You you don't can't cut it. I think Peterson. They expect more from him, just because he has done it before, and so he um he I think he would need more immediate, um, like at least some they have improve. to improve. Right. Yeah. I think I think the Raiders yeah. still can be. I think the Raiders still can get away with a year. I think the Broncos can get away with a year. Peterson, I think, would be one that has the most pressure on him. Even though the Jaguars have not done anything, the Jaguars um, front office has done a lot mm -hmm. this offseason to make that team be successful. And so, hey, You've done yeah, it. They, you've got, they got to see improvement. You're right. They, yeah, and because of his reputation, he he's got a he's got to show him on, show on top of something. On top of that, it also almost benefits Hackett and McDaniel's being in the division that they're in because the, the AFC West, top to bottom, could be the toughest division. The AFC South, on the other hand. Could be the weakest, right? Division. So he, had, in, he has a chance. He has a chance to improve. He gets a couple games against the Texans, and um, uh, I mean Tennessee should still be tough. The Colts are uh, a qu big question mark. I think I think McDaniel's is going to be the one that's facing the most urgency to win, though, because that's a team that you know going into last season, boy, they looked like they were going to. It, it looked like last year was going to be their year, and then. All they were a playoff. Happened with they with were a Rogues. playoff team. They did make the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Right. So I can they see kind that. of I... limped into the playoffs. They had to win. They had to win. Yeah, 
but yeah, there's more urgency there because they are a playoff team and they, you know, they need to build on that. And, and it's not like Carr's a rookie, you know, he's been around a while and they need that guy to, you know, it's not like he has a huge window. He's like in his prime, but he's not entering it. You know, he's, he's been, been around there for a while. So, Hey, there's no such thing as a non-pressure job when it comes to NFL head coach. They're all they're all under pressure cookers. Yeah, but you got to win, win now, or don't worry about it because we got your replacement standing right down the hall. All right, and when we come back right here on the Sports Bowls podcast, we're going to talk about Fernando Tatis getting suspended and what that could mean for the Padres uh, for this season and possibly parts of the next season. Coming right back at you here on the Sports Bros Podcast. And as promised, we are back here at the Sports Bros Podcast. Uh, when we left, before we went on our break, if you will, um, Fernando Tatis is in the news for all the wrong reasons. Let me go ahead and switch on gallery view because B-Live was just shaking his head. Scotty D is like, oh, are you serious, dude? Um, yeah, Fernando Tatis suspended for 80 games for using them performance-enhancing drugs to make him perform better. Um, Scotty D, what say you, man? What you think about this whole situation, man? Do you think it, like, destroys any chance they have to make the playoffs or contend for a wild card this year? And what does it say for, like, the first handful of um, games next year? No, they're, they're going to make the playoffs, I think. That team is still, I mean – the team is stellar without him, but what an addition he would have been had they got him back this year. The problem is they have invested a lot of money in this kid. And since they gave him that monster was a 14 year, $350 million contract, whatever it was, something to that effect. He's, he's not been reliable. I mean, he hurt himself in a motorcycle accident and missed all this season. And just when you think you're getting him back, he doesn't do his due diligence and, and he takes something that he's not supposed to take for ringworm. Ringworm. This, this, the kid had a rash on his neck. He had ringworm. I mean, it, now, if you know, if you're going to have to take something, you have to check it on the list of banned substances. I mean, that's, if not, you're not in compliance. You might not have done it on purpose, but still, how many times have we heard these type of things through the years with athletes? I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't mean to do it. It's your job. That's part of your job is to know that. So does it, it, it does it eliminate the Padres from winning a World Series? It does not, but it definitely hinders their chances some because that's an electric bat. You're taking, well, not taking out line because it's not in there, but you could have been it could have been a jolt for the offense for the last month of the season. I mean, the kid had, if I'm not mistaken, he led the national league in home runs last year, I think, right. Didn't he had over 40 mm-hmm. home runs and, and lead the league last year. So, I mean, and no, you're not expecting any kind of major drop off. He's 24 years old, 23 years old, whatever he is. He's a kid and he's in his, you know, you know, he, he, he should be in the pre missing game stage. I mean, you, you shouldn't be missing because of injuries and stuff at that age. And, and he's he's so far not been reliable, and the owner is not happy with this. You know, at first they didn't the the owner of the park. I know that he at, at first did not try to seek to get any money back after that motorcycle incident, and they they could have, but they wanted to keep good relations with the team. They just just signed a kid for fourteen years. They didn't want to go off to a bumpy ride, but now he's 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 starting to feel a little bit of. Uh, 
trust issues as it, as it were because this is two major incidents now and it, and the kid's not going to be ready for the first month of the season next year he's going to miss 32 games to start the year next year so bad look for this kid i mean it's early he still has a lot of time to to make things right in his career but i mean this is just a a bad early patch it's not it, it doesn't look good be lives um let me let me do this real quick um i'm gonna see if i can come in real quick so i'm checking my i'm checking my edge up i'm checking my hairline real quick because he got ringworm because of a haircut. Is that what he it was? Got, yep. How's that possible? How's that, how's I have no, I have no idea. But this is what I'm reading up on. Um, according to Bleacher Report, a bad haircut might have been the genesis of Fernando Tatis testing positive, hmm. positive for a banned substance. And essentially, he, um, it was a spray. Called trouble, um, trophobal. Tro, there's a lot of O's in this. Trophobal, and essentially, he just didn't read up on what the spray included. It's to, it's to treat ringworm, and the ringworm came from from everything I'm looking at, dirty clippers, mm, and just it is very very un fortunate that a haircut clearly <laughs> clearly the guy's not taking drugs to enhance his performance it was a haircut and it was a spray and you know certain medicine medicines have um steroids and um steroids is used for a lot of different things when it comes to the medical community but at the end of the day you got to know what you're doing and when as um sky d has alluded to that the Padres are paying him 14 years, $340 million. All guaranteed. You've got to do it, due diligence. And I think the term that Sky D was looking for was buyer's remorse. <laughs> mm. And it's, 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 it's incredibly unfortunate, but the rules are rules because if you don't prosecute this, then Somebody else can use it in some other form, way, fashion, whatever. But should uh, should Major League Baseball review their drug policy again? They've been doing it forever. They've been trying to get this right to get over the steroid era, and this this is just it's a huge blow. And so I even fo- I focus more or less. I agree with you, Scotty D. Where the, the, the Padres are going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. But without this, without a bat of this nature, essentially you, the money that they're paying this guy to show up and you now go on a motorcycle accident and a bad haircut. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, the, um, the person that gives um, a haircut to um, the head of creative. I mean, they go a little bit too far back on the. Oh hey, my hey, goodness! Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> wow! Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> don't, don't, you, don't you do me like that? Don't, don't do... <laughs> hey, hey, don't do that! Don't do it! <laughs> don't do it! I, you know what? I ain't got. I cut my own hair because I know my hairline is all the way jacked up. That's why I sit back on the camera because y'all need to, y'all need to see. What's really going on? I don't have a professional hairstylist. And um, 
even I promise you, probably until the very like when we get some sponsors and make some money off of this, I'm still gonna cut my own hair until like I mean, you gotta give me at least six figures I'm making before I actually have somebody else. Cause come on, man, I can't afford twenty five bucks every two weeks. Scotty D can because he has to do a lot to um put forth this handsome face that he has. Me, I just show up the way I show up, and all we get is nostrils right now. But <laughs> 14 years, $340 million. There's two things you can afford. And they're neatly trimmed. I'm going to tell you, they're trimmed. <laughs> His nose hairs are trimmed, ladies and gentlemen. Clean clippers. You can afford a nutritionist, mm-hmm. um, and you can afford a decent haircut. Oh. Ringworm from a barber. Come on, that that is that is new to me. That is new, and just he got a, and his dad was the one that reported it. Yeah, he got a fungus due to a haircut. His mistake was not reading what it contains, which is what apparently makes him guilty of something totally unknown. Yeah, dad. Sorry, I know you're trying to take up for your son, but the rules are there for a reason. Whether how inadvertent they may be, like I'm still on the point of, I need um Iwasha, whatever the thing that um Aaron Aaron Rodgers was t- t- some psychedelic tea that he was on. Mm. I need that to be banned too because he has been an idiot. But he has he now has newfound clarity from some South um South American religious. Oh, come on, bro. You, you, you was on acid. You were tripping balls. I said what I said <laughs> on the air. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, bro. Just yeah, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> but yeah. eight, 80 games. 80 games is tough. <sighs> and you know who's sad about it? Who's... A-Rod. A-Rod's sad. A-Rod said, man, these kids are making the same kind of mistakes I made. Hey, Rod, he's like the turd that won't flush. He just, he just won't go away. <laughs> the PED discussion. He's just lingering around the ball when it comes to PEDs. Uh, I don't know. I'm just hanging out, chilling, swirling around, chilling. You thought? <laughs> nope, I'm here. I'm not gone. I'm not gone. Yeah. It's it's a it's a damn shame. Like, And that goes to show to anybody that goes to the barbershop and get the, get the haircut. There's a relationship between the barber and the client. And, you know, like Scotty D, he gets his hair cut, you know, every single week. As he mentions, his nose hairs are nicely trimmed because when you get certain very age, cool. you know. Very trimmed. Yep, yeah, very trimmed because, you know, you get a certain age, you know, you start getting those <laughs> ear hairs and nose hairs. And, oh, I hate those. I hate those. Yeah, you, yeah, and, you know, I've, you know, I don't recommend plucking them because you'll damn near cry. Well, all I got to say is, you know, yeah, all I got to say is if you're a barber, clean your damn clippers. Clean your damn clippers. That's nasty. Mm-hmm. Also, it, it, it almost sounds like the 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 medicine that he got was probably from the barber because I'm pretty sure, like you know, um, something of this nature. They're probably aware of it, and you know, and, and not not something saying anything against the barber, but he's like, yo, damn, my bad, bro. Um, yo, 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 use this, spray it off. You should be good. I got you. And didn't even think twice about it could contain something. Like you, you, you honestly, be this this be on the human side of it. Mm. You don't think that some type of spray 
that you would use would that you got your head your head is jacked up you got an itch and a fungus yo my, my man's bruh yo you cut my, you just cut my hair now i got a big old knot on the back of my neck yo you gotta fix this man i got the spray man yo yo use this uh, you know this is is let's talk about some sports <laughs> is this terrible it's a terrible terrible situation Fernando Tatis, and this should be a lesson to all ball players, all on on the professional level. It's just you got to really realize what you're doing, and it's just it's very unfortunate. Not much else you can do about it at this point in time, because it is what it is. Yep, it is what it is. And fellows, and speaking of dynamic partnerships, guess what time it is. Uh, what, time, what, what, what time is it? What, um, dynamic partnership. So I think we 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 usually ask some something about it and ask people's opinion. So is it that time? Uh, it- looking at my phone because I ain't got my watch on. Looking at my phone, it's about that time for our favorite portion of the show. You guessed it. It is time once again for the choices of the voices. With that being said, hey yo, button hit it. Choices of the voices coming up next. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever. Ooh, that felt so good. So, lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show. You guessed it. I scared the hell out of Scott, the choices <laughs> of the voices. Well, we ask you a question, you give us the answers, and we talk about it. We give you our answers, too. We just talking, having good old conversation. With that being said, Scott D, what's on tap for choices of the voices? All right, so we asked, who did you feel is the best quarterback tight end combination, past or present, in NFL history? Uh, lots of good combinations out there. And who did the people talk about, Eddie Cool? All right, as I put us back on gallery view, here we go. Uncle Max, the Hall of Famer himself, he said Brady and Gronk are the greatest, but John Elway and Shannon Sharp were terrific. Yep. Can't those, those are two very good answers, and they were also modern. So, hey, hats off to... <laughs> <laughs> You just had to do it. You could not. You could not help yourself. Wow. You thought he's gonna pick like Norm Van Brocklin or something. <laughs> and Mike Dick, even though they never played on the team together. Mike Dick uh, and Sid, Sid Luckman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Uncle Matt. I could. I couldn't help that one. When he when like we get the answers, but then when it comes to being on the air, and then when he read it, I was like, "He said Brady and Gronk. Yeah. That is recent." Oh, very recent. I, I prepared myself for the historian in him, so my bad. You know what? That you know what? Uh, I, I I'm fired. I, I, I apologize. Uh, cut it out, <laughs> Uncle Max. We love you, baby. Wouldn't we have? We wouldn't have it any other way. All right, Trey Dizzle. He said it is definitely Jason oh, Witten, and he said it's definitely Tony Romo and Jason Witten. He broke wide receiver records with his quarterback, Jason Witten. Yeah, I like it. Nah, I like hey, it. Hey. Mm-hmm. sensible and he okay let me make sure did he make it through uh choice of the voices without mentioning or did you edit it out uh mark the date 
<laughs> Mark the date, August 16th, August wow. Yeah, August 16th, 2022. Trey Dizzle didn't say anything about Dak. <laughs> wow, a Cowboys reference, no Dak. Okay. Hey, good for him. We're growing up. He's right oh, before our very eyes. Look at you. All right. We next up we got John Defala. He says Brady and Gronk, not even close. Can't argue that one either. That's two for Brady and Gronk, and yeah, yeah, that's uh, I expected a lot of those answers. So that's yep. hey, yeah, hey, wrong about it at all. Nope. All right, so moving move right along, we got Rodney Bellamy. He he took the Homer route. He said Jay Fiedler and Randy McMichael. <laughs> he said Shout nah. out to the Dolphins. Shout yeah. out to the Dolphins. He said, nah, probably not. Favorite duo, Antonio Gates and Phillip Rivers. Or Rivers to Gates, if you will. Yeah, that's a good one. Can't beat that one. Terrible Pete Talansky, he says, as much as it pains me to my soul to say it, it's got to be Brady and Gronk. And he also shared the same sentiment as Joe DeFala, and it's not even that close. That's, okay. that's, that's three. All right. That's, that's three for the GOAT combination of all time. JR, he said Matt Ryan to Tony Gonzalez. You know, that one was a little bit longer than I thought it was. I, for some reason, I was thinking that it was only like a one or two year deal, but I think they had five together. Yep. Is that is that is that possible they played five years together? Because that's a that's a pretty good one. Yep. Yep. But they actually Tony, Tony Tony Gonzalez didn't have like a great quarterback. He had kind of a revolving door quarterback for most of his time in Kansas City. You know, he had a couple of different guys come through there, but you know, and uh, Matty Ice was a MVP at one point. You know, the year they mm-hmm. went to the Super Bowl, and Gonzalez was that Gonzalez last year? Was he? Or was he even? He still stick no, around? I, no, I think he retired. He might have been gone. He might have been gone yeah. already. Yeah. No, no. Actually, Jr. was like, "Wait a minute, let me think about it." He did say um, Antonio Gates and uh, Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates. He did say that, um, but still, good answers either way. He, right. he played. He he played five seasons with the um, with the Falcons after playing. Let's like putting my quick math together, twelve with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. he 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 had better numbers with Kansas City. But still, he did. He did enough. He did yeah. enough with the with the Falcons. So I'm, hey, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Jr. That was, that was, that was something different. Solid. Yeah, that's he, a good answer. That's yeah, a good answer. Good, yeah, solid answer. Can't debate that one. All right, Maddie Ice, Martin Tracy. He says, like, do you even have to ask me? Everyone <laughs> knows the answers. <laughs> Larry Bird to Kevin McHale. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and put another one down for Brady Gronk. Yeah, oh, pretty, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I was, I was waiting I on the, the, the boss. I was waiting on the, I was waiting on the punchline. But yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that's Maddie Ice for it. That's it right there. All right, Tom. When he said, "I just like the Patriots," and there have been great winning pairs like Fouts and Winslow, as pictured in the um in the description. He said, "But I think it has to be you guessed it, Brady and Gronk." That's fine. Mm. Yep, that's five for Brady right. Bronk. Yep. Joy Jacobs, he says, at the risk of sounding bias, Philip Rivers to Antonio Gates. Joy Jacobs, two. He's, he's a Wolfpack fan. Yep. I understand that. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. 
Makes sense. All right. And Craig Burns, he said, the duo was dynamic for the Patriots last century. Drew Bledsoe to Ben Winter Coats. You know, that was that, that was a good combination. I had ah. Ben, ben Coates in fantasy football in the early 90s. I, I, I like that one. I like that. That's a, that's a different different spin. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Good answer. Good answer. I, I love those answers that are a little bit off the wall, but they mm-hmm. do still apply. So, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. Well, there's, a, there's another off the wall one on here from my Uncle Jack. I don't know if you saw that one. I didn't. What did Uncle Jack say? Terry Bradshaw to Grossman, Randy Grossman. Uh, yeah, he might have thrown like two passes a year to Grossman <laughs> back then. The Steelers dynasty had uh, Benny Cunningham at tight end also, but mm. uh, the, the, I think it was Randy Grossman. She says, my my aunt put that answer up there for me for, for when I was just a pup. So, and uh, <laughs> hey, hey man. I was back with the Steelers the dynasty was winning the Super Bowl. So, Shout out to Terry Bradshaw. Okay, I got you. All right. Thanks, Uncle Jack. Shout out to Uncle Jack, Uncle Max, Trey Dizzle, Joe DeFalo, uh, Rodney Bellamy, J.R. Speaks, Terrible Pete Talansky, Martin Tracy, Tom Wynn, Joey Jacobs, and Craig Burns for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Be live. Greatest QB tight end combo. Who you got? Well, y'all, y'all should know me by now. Like, I, I'm never one that goes with the norm. So... I'm gonna give an honorable mention. Like if I was to, if I was gonna realistically answer this question, it really I really like the duo of um, Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates. I really like that answer. The obvious answer is Brady and Gronk, but I like Philip. Like Antonio Gates was a wide receiver. He put up wide like Gronk was a great um well um red zone top um target. And they have the record for most touchdowns. But Antonio Gates put up wide receiver numbers when it came to receptions, yards, and touchdowns. I just feel I feel like it. I mean, that that's that's where my vote would be at. But my answer for the best quarterback tight end combination in history. Even though he didn't play for Dabo Sweeney, all roles do lead to Dabo and all roles lead to Clemson. And I got to go with Joe Montana and come on with it. Dwight it Clark. was dubbed as, yes, sir, from the Clemson University, Dwight Clark. Joe Montana, Dwight Clark. Famously dubbed, known as the catch. Come on, man. You know I had to do it. <laughs> but didn't Dwight? But didn't Dwight Clark get listed as wide receiver more often than not? Yeah, I, I could have. I don't know. I just it just felt good to say it. <laughs> I thought in my mind if I, I could pull up some, um, do some research real quick. I thought he was a tight end. I always did too, but I thought they listed him at receiver for a minute. I I don't know. I I always thought he was a tight end too, and then I thought I saw saw at one point they're like one of the great wide receivers, Dwight Clark. But I always thought he was a tight end also. But he's he he played it in that Montana West Coast offense kind of thing as a as a receiver at, at points. But I'm not going to hate on your answer. 
Well, I appreciate I, that. I, I, I hate you, life. Answer, but I'm not going to hate on you for for saying that. I don't. I don't. I don't appreciate the the Dwight Clark reference. You know, when it comes to the catch, we we've already talked about that in recent recent memory. So, it, uh, did, 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 did that strike a nerve or something? It sounds oh, like that it. One hurts. That, that hurts. <laughs> that one. That one really hurts. Hurts real bad. Oh man, uh, I understand. You know. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Pete Manning to Dallas Clark a little bit better than I like <laughs> Montana Dwight Clark, honestly. I, I understand it, but you know, I, I I did do a little research and you know, jug jug, jab, jab. And... Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh boy, what here you, we go. You know me. I had I, I had to do it. By law, you had to do it by law. Um so that leaves me. Um, Scotty D, did you um, tell us your t- your combo yet? Uh, no, because it, it's it's. Am I still here? Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually think the Brady and Gronk one is third. Ooh. I, mm. yeah, all right, let's let's I, hear it. And I, and I'm having a hard time not picking Rivers and Gates. So I, I, I kind of think that their numbers are too good to ignore, because um, they they had they combined for ninety five touchdowns, uh, over nine thousand yards, uh, seven hundred seventy four catches. But I, I have to tell you, I, I would take the Tony Romo Jason Witten combination over Brady Kronk. I really would because that was Tony Romo's favorite target, and Tony Romo gets a lot of slack because they didn't have postseason success, but neither did Rivers and Gates kind of the same thing they they also didn't and people tell me barry sanders is the greatest running back of all time and he didn't have postseason success either so if we're just going strictly by what i saw during the season tony romo and jason witten were he witten was his security blanket and he was his go-to and the guy had great hands and then tony romo's biggest moment in the playoffs that that he actually came through in the clutch he needed a fourth down conversion against the lions and he got it by throwing the ball to Jason Witten, and the Cowboys ended up winning that game. Um, Witten is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. I, I can't see him not getting into the Hall of Fame. They actually have a slight edge, I think, with the most all-time catches in the combination, 786. Uh, Witten didn't catch as many touchdowns. You know, the Cowboys would get down and, and try to try to run the ball I think a lot more when they would get, you know, when they would get down close to the goal line. They didn't – or they would throw – Romo threw a lot of jump balls at Des Bryant in those close goal line situations. He didn't have as many as those kind of uh, goal line catches as Gronk had, um, or even Gates. And Gates was just, was just, I mean, he was known as a leaper. You know, he was a basketball player that, that just put on pads and went out and made made plays. I I, I, I can't say, I, I as much as I love Romo and Witten, or even Aikman Novacek for that matter, I just can't, I, I can't, I can't pick over, Phil Rivers and Antonio Gates. And I, I really wasn't planning on that until I started really looking at this the last uh, day or so. So that's, that's, I, I, I can't pick over those two, but I can't pick Gronk and Brady over Romo Witten. Sorry. I, I I don't always go with a Homer pick, but I am on this. So the thing about this, I'll give you a solid on this. That's not a Homer pick at all. I don't, I don't think so. Not one bit like that. You you gave a very compelling argument. You brought facts to the table, and I will once in my life I will actually endorse that. Romo to Witten was a dynamic duo. 
And boy, so, do I feel feel warm and fuzzy over that one. Oh, don't boy. don't just as long as <laughs> as long as you would just allow this moment to be just this moment. You carried on to some other BS, then I'm gonna have to retract my statement immediately. You already know how I are, our dynamic is. So, okay, let's hurry, let's hurry and get Eddie cool before we ruin the moment. Eddie cool. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, keep talking your way out of it. Keep on talking. I'm just sitting here. One Mississippi, ten Alabama, three Wisconsin. No, anyways, um, when I when I first heard the uh, question, the first duo that came to my mind was Antonio Gates and Philip Rivers. I will say that Antonio Gates and Philip Rivers are they're my pick because they were just prolific, consistent. Like, the tight end is considered the safety blanket for a quarterback. It's really considered a safety blanket. And then whenever he, you know, need a clutch, uh, a clutch touchdown or a clutch catch, Antonio Gates was right there. And like you said, uh, Antonio Gates did play basketball at uh, Kent State University. And like Scotty D said, he was similar to Tony Gonzalez. He threw on some pads and learned how to run a few routes. And he jumped, you know, won a lot of, won a lot of jump ball situations. And I think – Antonio Gates, whenever he's eligible for the Hall of Fame, he should get in. He should get in. There's no, oh, no doubt. So, no doubt. No. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Gates is one of my favorite players of all time. I remember the last time I had him a few years ago on one of my um, fancy football teams. I forgot who the Chargers were playing on Monday night. The Chargers needed a touchdown to win, and lo and behold, guess what Philip Rivers found in the end zone for the touchdown, and that got me a win. In fancy football, so uh, yeah, Gates, yeah, Gates, Rivers, Rivers to Gates, that's my pick right there. That's been another edition sh- of say it, Scotty D. What'd you say? I was gonna say shout out to Dan Faust and Kellen Winslow too, because yeah. those guys were a little ahead of their time. So shout I'm, out to those I'm, guys. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw in a Homer pick real quick. Cam Newton to Greg Olson. I had, oh, to, I had, to, throw, I had to throw throw in a Homer pick. Cam <laughs> VP. Cam VP. <laughs> But hey, Greg Olson was that dude. He did. He definitely made Cam Newton look very good. And when he got hurt, you could see a difference in the team. But that's that's neither here nor there. I had to throw him a homer pick. Keep pounding. You already know it. Let's get. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yeah, because didn't Greg Olson have three consecutive seasons of a thousand yards with Cam Newton at oh. quarterback? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, he's definitely up there. Okay. Well, that's what's up. All right. With that being said, shout out to everybody who participated in this week's edition of the Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, what's on tap for next week? Um, we're going to do actually kind of a little prediction question in regards to the NFL season coming up. Um, we were talking earlier about coaches we we're looking forward to starting their, their careers with their new teams. We're going to ask you what coach, what current NFL coach do you feel is most likely to get the axe? At the end of the season or sooner, what coach, what NFL coach is most likely, his seat's burning up, what NFL coach is most likely to get booted by the end of the, at the end of the season or sooner, could be during the season. And that, Eddie, will give us something to talk about next week. And something tells me that two coaches are going to be represented by the two teams that we are fans of. (laughs) I'm just going. I'm just going to throw that. Spoiler alert! So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seats on fire, and it ain't him. Or it's burning that ass up. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, boy. You've got to put the preparation. H for that bad boy. 
right. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. With that being said, check us out for another edition of The Choices of the Voices. Coming up next, we got a round of pepper. And as I always say, baby, please don't sneeze on me. Keep your boogers to yourself. Round of pepper coming right up after this. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, you heard a woman. It's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, you know how we do it. A round of pap- pepper. Rapid fire style, kind of sort of not really here to engage, enlighten, educate, and entertain. And the three E's, they go in no particular order. With that being said, I'll is three, go is first. Is it three or four? It's four, be live. Today I just can't count, damn it. All right, as I said before, here we go, all right? My first pepper point. This day in history back in 1927, Yankee slugger Babe Ruth tees off Tommy Thomas in the fifth inning to hit the first home run out of Comiskey Park. New York beats the White Sox 8-1, to one, so the Bambino knocking them out in Comiskey Park. Over to you, Scotty D. All right. Uh, Will Zalatoris has finished runner-up in a couple major championships, but he never actually won a PJ event. That is until Sunday afternoon. Uh, Zalatoris finally got that W that eluded him in the major championships earlier this year, uh, beating Sepp Straka on the third hole of the playoff. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. It was very interesting. On the they they had to replay eighteen pretty nondescript first time then both guys were in tr- in trouble off the tee the second time they played 18 they both miraculously were able to pull par out and then on the third hole of the playoff they went back to the 15th hole and uh it was a par three both guys went for the flag struck ended up in the water which resulted in a double bogey Zalatoris ball like bounced like a ping pong on the rocks and settled right next to the green however he couldn't get his club under the ball, so he also took a drop, went back, and from 96 yards out, he dropped one right next to the hole. A bogey putt was the winner for uh, for Will Zalatoris in his first ever PGA win, and I assure you, fellas, it will not be the final of his career. Young Will Zalatoris, now a PGA winner. Be live to you. And with a new caddy, and we might need a new, um, new yeah. sports pro. <laughs> Sorry, he fired. He fired his caddy last week, and his new caddy is undefeated. Wow! <laughs> All right. So my first pepper point is is nostalgic, wonderful, sweet, and amazing all at the same time. Because, well, when it comes to this guy, there's only four players in Major League Baseball history that has more home runs than this dude right here. By the light, so we talked about um a Rod earlier with 696. Bay Roof with 714, Hank Aaron with 755, and Barry Bonds with 762. Albert Pujols, mind you, on Sunday left the yard not once but twice against the Milwaukee Brewers and now is at 689 home runs. He has... He has 48 games to go this season to see if he can pass A-Rod and get to that ever-elusive 700 home runs 
I Ooh. am on Albert Pujols' watch. I want to see him do it. 40, 48 games to hit 11 home runs. Come on, Pujols. We want to see it. Eddie Cool. The ball. I think he does it. I'm calling it now. Mm. I think Albert Pujols does it. Uh, I don't know. He, he only has 10 in 114. So for him to get 11 and 48, but man, hitting two on Sunday, that might ignite that fire. He, uh. You know he's got to be looking at that number. You know he has to. The fans are looking at that number. Everybody is looking at that number. I Hopefully, I want him, I want him to at least pass a yeah, but we shall see, man. We right. shall see. see. All right, here we go. Second paper point of mine. Uh, football season is the main focus, but guess what? Basketball season, you know, it's still lingering around too, all right? Because if it ain't Kevin Durant talking about some he want people gone and out, out damn spot, we've got news about the upcoming NBA schedule, all right? Including some interesting Christmas Day matchups and a very interesting opening night game as well too, all right? Per... CBS Sports, as you can see right here. All right, so the 2022-2023 NBA schedule is expected to be released in the coming days. But there's already been several leagues of important games on the league's calendar. It's already been reported that the reigning, defending NBA world champions, the Golden State Warriors, are expected to host LeBron James and the Lakers on opening night, which is set for October the 18th. And as I'm scrolling through the, uh, the article... Although it has not been made official, according to CBS Sports, once again, that's where I'm getting this from, see? Although nothing has been official just yet, here are five games expected to take place on Christmas. The Golden State Warriors versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Dallas Mavericks ah. versus, yep, Mavericks versus the Lakers. Nuggets versus the Suns. The Knicks versus the 76ers. And the Celtics versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, those games seem very interesting, but, um, we'll see in the next few days whether those games are fact or false. We shall see. Over to you, Scotty D. And just, just to be straight, no slam ball on Christmas Day, right? That We did say that starting later. Get, get to your second pepper point. Okay. All right. So, I got to give a little bit of a, a shout out here to... Washington, Pennsylvania, as you can see the uh, the scene behind me here, for those of you who can see on YouTube, or those of you who are a sports bar recording with me. Um, the Little League World Series is going on right now, but so is the Pony League World Series, and that is ages 13 and 14, and they are some of the best in the world are in Washington, Pennsylvania right now. Um, our, my, my Washington team uh, won their first game by defeating London, England, they moved on to, to lose a one nothing heartbreaker to Palmview, Texas in the second game. They had they went to the loser's bracket where they rebounded and defeated San Jose, California. So now they are uh, they're two and one, which exceeded my expectations because these are some these are teams that are from around the world, from Bay County, Michigan, Hagerstown, Maryland, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, Taipei, China. Um, Puerto, there's a Puerto Rican team in it this year. So these are literally 
this is literally a World Series. These are teams from all over. So uh, I just want to give a little kudos to Washington, Pennsylvania. I don't know uh, who they're playing in their next game. You know, at this point in the double elimination that they lose, they're they are gone. But just wanted to give a little shout out because this is, guys, this is a tradition that has been going on. It's my entire life is for Washington to host the World Series. And it's very cool for, uh, uh, you know, a town like ours to have something so cool happen every year. And the people that put the event on do a great job. The guys that make this, they make, they make the baseball field absolutely beautiful. They work hard on it. And uh, it's a great event here in Washpa, Washington, Pennsylvania. Be live. Over to you. I say, I say the sports pros um, one year go down and be the official um, podcast for the Pony League World Series and watch. <laughs> Pa, hey man, that's that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool to witness. And Scotty, right. and Scotty um, was and Scotty D and the family. They were on TV. They were watching real intently, very intently. Oh, we we were. We did get a little TV time during the national anthem the other day. Yes. Yeah, it was very yeah, intense. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the Donnelly family gotta love them. Gotta love them. Except for the guy that's on the podcast. All right, cool. Um, my second. Pepper hey mom. Point. Hey Jerry. <laughs> my second pepper point I just want to simply put it this way <sighs> I don't have that much money in the world I I, I get by it, it, I'm, I consider myself middle class, lower middle class I, I make enough to enjoy a couple things one thing that I do more than anything because of the situations I put myself into is that I utilize services that are around me to make sure I get from A to B in a responsible manner. When it comes to being a professional athlete and being um, either retired or whatever, however you manage your money is whatever you do. What you do not do, please, professional athletes, current, retired, whatever, stop getting behind the wheel of a car after you have been drinking have you learned anything from henry ruggs stop it we have yet another victim stick to skittles my dude beast mode bruh marshawn lynch i don't even want to know how you completely lost your left tire like that is the tire that's underneath you how do you how do you and get drug out the car? You a big dude, they drug you out the car. Which means you is you bruh. Slizzard. Hey, I I I come on. I just I don't wanna talk down on anybody because I've been it, I've done it, man. I got t-shirts galore of me making bad decisions, but come on. I'm I'm back to you make millions of dollars. You set aside something for Uber. Lift private driver, whatever you got to do. But when you get to a point to say, Hey, let me get some, let me call somebody to come. I'm pretty sure somebody will come and get your Shelby GT 500 so that you're not driving down the road with three tires instead of four. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, I, I hope you get better. Hope you learn from this situation. Beast mode always. But yeah. I'm going to need you to do just a little bit better. Hashtag do better. Eddie Cool, swerving the ball. Right, 
Right. Swerve. Swerve. Not doing none of that. No, I can't afford that. All right, third and final pepper point. I didn't have one, but I got one now. Um, across the country, it'll be the start of high school football season. Um, the kids have worked very hard this summer all across the country to uh, go out in the field and have fun. Um, there's been some instances where some kids that are seniors, they decided to go into the workforce early and um, skip, in very, skip a very important year of their childhood, particularly, specifically their senior seasons. Um, to those that went to training camp, came to the workouts, participated in two-a-days, shout out to y'all and have a great season to every athlete participating this season in high school football. May it be a good one and a successful one, injury-free. Yeah, high school football right around the corner. Scotty D, over to you. I love it. I love it. I'm excited for high school football myself here in old Western Pennsylvania. All right. As far as the, uh, the fight game goes, Teofimo Lopez returned to the ring this past weekend and got a win over Pedro Campa with the seventh round stoppage. But the one I'm more interested in is coming up this weekend as Kamar Usman is back in the cage, taking on Leon Edwards. I can't see Kamar Usman walking out of that cage without his title, but I'm going to tell you something, guys. He's getting closer to the end than he is the beginning. He's 35 years old, and while he doesn't look like he's slowing down much, there's another guy coming up over the over the uh, over the mountain with fangs. A guy named Kazmat Shemaev, and he looks nearly unbeatable. And there's a, a list of welterweights that are coming for you there, Kamar Usman. So enjoy it while it lasts because just when you think somebody's unbeatable somebody gets them that's that's the fight game and that's what we saw with Teofimo Lopez when he was out there last year he lost a surprising fight to to George Cambosis so I'm just saying I don't think this is going to be the one where we see Kamar Usman go down but I feel like we might be on the verge of seeing his title reign come to a conclusion hope I'm wrong but you never know. UFC pay-per-view coming up Saturday night. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, and I know this is a little bit off the topic, but uh, we did. I did mention earlier that we, I was going to say something about Pete Carell, the uh, former Princeton head coach who passed away. We found out earlier today, I think he was 92, was it? Or 92, 92. 92 years old. And he was the guy that was kind of known as the architect of the backdoor cut and the slowdown offense. It was just the exact opposite of the Loyola Marymount type offense, which was just all chaos, put the ball up. These guys were more about setting screens and running a real slow down, slow tempo. And the first time I saw it, they upset Georgetown back in, I think, like March Madness. And I want to say it was like 94. And it was just Something that was kind of mind-blowing to see these guys running this patient style of offense. And Pete Carroll was known for being like the architect of that at Princeton. So rest in peace, Pete Carroll. All right, B-Live, kicking it over to you, buddy, one more time. Absolutely. I definitely appreciate that dedication to Pete Carroll. Um, and probably some of what um, Virginia does in their style of play, their offense, mm -hmm. probably attributes to him. All right. Um, my third and final pepper point, as you should know, I tend on the side of ridiculous. And this is, this once again, gallery view time. This message, <laughs> this message goes out to all my, all, all my young people, all of my um, Gen Zers, or uh, what well, I don't even know what kids. Millennials. I think we're, we're considered millennials. I think they go back, but I don't like to be called a millennial. I think I have my old soul. But. Mm -hmm. I, I attribute this to most most kids that were born after 2000. 
the mm. ones that you still have to show your card because it says mm. two zero in front of it to get a drink. Oh, you, you see nineteen, you don't even have to worry about it anymore. We old, but Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm. My man was so excited that it called up from the minors. <laughs> called. He, he, he got called up <laughs> that he he is so attached to his technological device that he forgot to set it aside during a game. And he goes by the name of Rodolfo Castro. And you can see him speeding down the base path after a hit, headed to third base. And he goes in for the slide, and lo and behold, what falls out of his back pocket, but his cell phone. Why? In everything that's going on in the world today, as a professional baseball player, do you have your cell phone on you during a game? There's nothing you should, could be looking at that's more important than the game itself. Why is it in your pocket? Like, are you actually trying to get tweets in while you're in the lock uh, in the dugout as opposed to watching the actual game? Like, uh, and so you see it just pop out, and I'm over here like, that really did just happen. Like, you, you really have it in your back pocket, and you forgot the whole time that you had in your back pocket and slid and whoop. Third base coach was like, what do I do with this? Like, this mm. is unheard of. And so I I haven't heard anything where um, the MLB is looking for, like, punishment or any sort because you're not supposed to have any electronic devices. Correct. Signs stealing all the other things and all the other. So I haven't heard anything. there. Maybe they're just chalking it up to youthful exuberance. But for the love of God, learn how to interact with people outside of Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Now, you can interact with us on those various um, social media websites. Um, you do all, yeah, you can you please associate with us. Yeah. But, but learn how to just <laughs> set it down every now and again, especially during the game. Like, I used to say. You could go nine innings without checking to see if if you need to swipe left or swipe right. I mean, come on. Just... He he's actually been uh, and he's he's twenty three years old by the way, but he's actually been playing pretty well since he got since that call up. He had a he, he didn't have had a bad average last year and spent more time in minor leagues and was up I think for a cup of coffee earlier this year, but. He's not playing terrible. The team is atrocious. They went two and eight on the last uh, ten game road road trip. But uh, yeah, the the Buccos seem to annually do something that is nationally looked at as very very stupid. This year <laughs> being one. Last year, our first baseman um, chasing Javi Baez back to home plate when all he had to do was step on first base for the third out of the inning. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's let's go bucks yeah. and according to the story i guess he has a sliding glove he puts on a sliding glove to protect his hand and yeah. so therefore but so he had the glove and can't reach in his back pocket or whatever because <laughs> i guess it's like an oven mitt that he puts on his hand to protect his hand from sliding this is an actual thing like, Eli, it should have been in the dugout. It, 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 yeah, it should have been in his locker. 
Yeah, it but should it's, never. Yeah. Come on, bro. But yeah, there, there, there's your pepper. There's you being ridiculous, Pittsburgh Pirates. But hey, wish him the best. I'm pretty sure you learned from it. But yeah, um, let the te- let the devices go. I guarantee you, we will still be here after the game. I promise we you. We We're not going anywhere. We've been here for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. I know you want to listen to us on the Sports Bros podcast, and you made it. You made it on the Sports Bros podcast. You can listen to us after the game is over with. <laughs> I promise you, we'll always be here. 168 episodes strong. Yes, sir. And as B-Live mentioned, social media, you can check us out there on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on YouTube. Just click the Linktree link in the description box, all right? You, you'll see it. Check out, hang out with the Sports Bros. However I decide to title it, it's right there. Click the link. It'll take you there. It'll take you where you need to go. Shout out to our new subscribers, our new listeners, our new followers. We love you. We appreciate you. And please, 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 please spread the word. All right, fellas. Y'all want to say anything before we get the hell up out of here and watch something? Hey, pretty soon, we'll be able to watch football. (laughs) Hit up my boy Eddie Cool, I-90 Sports, representing the Northern Ohio region. And it comes to high school football this year, correct? You'll yep, be covering that as well, right? Yep, I'll be covering that as well too. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll be I'll be a busy man. I got a lot going on, so um, yeah, I got a lot going on. And, and, and Scotty D, don't you got some trivia coming up pretty soon? Uh, we just completed one. I am actually getting ready to start doing some high school football myself. I'll be up in the press box here for Trinity High School the twenty twenty season. Let's go Hillers! Let's go Hillers! All right, there's the assistant athletic director for Trinity High School, the Hillers. Oh, man, got to love it. And also, quick shout-out to Straight Gas Bike Club. Uh, did you do a voiceover for them? Yes. Um, if you're listening, your boy Eddie Cool does voiceover work. So if you're interested, please holler at me. Let's talk some business. And, uh, yeah, straight out, shout-out to the Straight Gas Bike Club back in the home <laughs> state. That's my cousins, Rizel. No. He's the president. Corey representing, you know what I'm saying, the Gore family by way of the Livingston and Hemingways and my cousins and my people. Yes, sir. Wait a minute. Scotty, Scotty, what's that song you're playing? Uh, There's a song by a group called Onyx. Lamb! Wow. And want to give a quick shout out to um, Scotty D's lighting crew back there. Yeah, yeah, had all the special effects from the TV he's watching while we're doing the podcast. We can see the flashing from the TV, Scott. God. Let the boys be boys. Slam. <laughs> hey, cool. Sorry. He ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to say it. <laughs> he got, he's got the special effects. I'm like, he is watching Monday Night Raw while he is recording the podcast. I'm seeing it falling. Yeah. And, and and in closing, do something nice for yourself. If you can't do something nice for someone else, they'll greatly appreciate it now more than ever. Be a blessing, uh, not a burden. We about to go watch Monday Night Raw. Go South Carolina Gamecocks. Go North Myrtle Beach Cheese. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm about to hear. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Man, what is that? Be loud. Get us about here. The Gamecocks got two votes in the AP preseason poll. Clemson is number four in the nation. Yes, sir. Just couldn't hate yourself, could you?
I could not. You the one said go Gamecocks. I was like, mm. well, I had to put that out there. Yes, sir. Your, your nickname should be Richard Petty. All right, see y'all next week. Another episode of Sports Bowls Podcast. Slam! <laughs> du, 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 du. Petty Express. Du, du, du. <laughs> I let the boys Slam dance. Ball 2023. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see y'all next week. Bye. <laughs> hey, we're having fun over here at the Sports Bowls Podcast. Yes, sir. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes. And I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our link tree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.